Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school, you're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Welcome to Get Down with K-Town. I'm your host, Esther Choi. Hey, hey guys, it's Esther here. I feel like today's episode will be super fun and relaxed as I'm sitting across one of my best friends, Grace Pei. Grace and I grew up in South Jersey. Yes, literally like from the boonies. Like literally. Literally like Atlantic City. Uh (laughs) And who would have thought we'd be sitting here today? Uh, like doing this in LA in, in LA Angeles. in Hollywood yeah. uh-huh. we came a long fucking way yeah we sure did yeah yeah uh-huh. so I just wanted to share that with you all um and today we're going to be talking all things beauty industry and makeup because that's what Grace does frankly I feel like we're just having one of our normal conversations like we always do mm-hmm. Grace is based out of LA and I see you maybe a few times a year yeah and I feel like every time I see you, though, you have, like, these crazy, fascinating stories for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the industry that you're in, obviously, you, like, yeah. see different kinds of shit, like, yeah. all the time. Right? Yeah. I just, like, really love it and really wanted to share some of it with you guys, our listeners. Grace is a celebrity makeup artist out here in Hollywood. She's seen it all when it comes to the makeup industry, has worked with some of the big time artists from Black Eyed Peas, Fergie, Rihanna, Fifth Harmony, and now one of your major clients being mm-hmm. Normani, who mm-hmm. is the hottest pop star mm-hmm. in America right yeah, now. Yeah, things right? Yeah, 2020 is gonna be huge for her. Yeah, like yeah. she's really up and coming. She's kind of like at the face of it all, the new Beyonce, they mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome to the show, Grace. 
Thank you. <laughs> this is so exciting. It's my first podcast, and I listen to podcasts all day, every day in the car. Especially so you're here perfect. In LA. So you know exactly what to say. Yeah. So it's, well, <laughs> no, I don't. But it's fun to be on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I listen to the only kind of podcasts I listen to are like crime podcasts. So obviously, it's gonna yeah, be because different. you have this like love for weird. Yeah. Shit. I don't know why. Ever since like I was like scary stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like you like the weird stuff. Yeah, I think it's like the adrenaline. I don't know what it is, but it's going to either be uh, church sermons <laughs> or like horror crime podcasts. Those are the there's podcasts. No, there's no I in between. To. Yeah. It's just like sermons or like uh-huh. talking about like horror or yeah. crime podcasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is a question that I probably never asked you. Mm hmm. Like, how do you do that? Like, don't you get nervous touching, like, these yeah. people's faces? Yeah. Like, so, hello. They're, like, big time. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it becomes normalized after mm-hmm. a while. Like, after years you get of used doing to it. it, you get used to it. But I remember in the beginning, so how I started off was I started assisting for mm-hmm. years. And I, I assisted... Myla Morales, who at the time was working with Rihanna, mm-hmm. and then Ronit Chappelle, who was at the time with the Black Eyed Peas mm-hmm. and Fergie's makeup artist. And I remember, you know, assisting kind of helps you get in the door. Like your feet wet. Yeah, but bit. you're not at the, f- like, the forefront. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you're there to assist. Like literally, it's a completely different world because this was over a decade ago. And this was before social media. This yeah. was before Facebook. Before, I mean, sorry, maybe Facebook was around, but not how like it is now. Like all the YouTube tutorials yeah, there was and no, all that. there was no YouTube there was no Instagram so it was literally just like old school like emailing like you got to find out through like research freaking and different world it was a completely different world and I think it's amazing that there's all these available tools now for mm-hmm. everyone but back then it was literally like old school mm-hmm. and assisting back then it was like you're literally like a fly on the wall like you don't uh-huh. exist like don't be seen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that like is, you don't exist. Yeah, that is a good assistant. You're there to assist that artist mm-hmm. and you're there for that person. Mm-hmm. And so for me, um, I'm so used to just being in the background, you yeah. know, and not being seen. So you get kind of comfortable, you mm-hmm. know, after in a that, while in that, in that like, yeah, environment, yeah. you know. Um, but I remember the first time I had to actually be the one to you know, do the makeup. Like, touch this person's face. Yeah, exactly. Who was it? Like, the biggest? It, oh, was, the... it was Fergie. And That's freaking... So your I... first, like, celebrity was Fergie? Uh-huh. I was so nervous because the makeup artist that I was assisting at the time, she she wanted to start a family, you yeah. know? So she had her... Or she was pregnant at the time, I believe. So first of all, it was my first time in Paris. So it was going to be, like, a traveling trip. Yeah. And... It was going to be my first time actually being the one to apply the makeup. I was so nervous. Wait, so you didn't even get, like, practice before that, no. like, on her face? No, because... It was like, oh, we're in Paris. We're doing this photo shoot. You're you're doing Fergie's makeup. Yeah, it was like I was assisting. So I never touched her face, really. Like, it was just me assisting the makeup artist. And... I remember when I got the call, I literally was like 50-50 on accepting it. Why? Because you were like nervous about doing... I was so nervous to the point where I thought I was going to throw up. And I finally was just like, you know, I moved all the way across the country to do this. Mm -hmm. I have to do it. And at this point in time, after doing this for like over a decade, I've learned that those are the moments, the moments that scare you the most to the point where you feel like you're going to faint or like throw up. Those are what reaps the most 
benefits. Of course. You know what I mean? Because, That's yeah. like a defining moment of oh, like yeah. what? Yeah. The bigger yeah. risks you take, the bigger rewards. Yeah, you're taking a chance. You might fail miserably, <laughs> but you'll, you won't know. You won't move on or grow if you don't take those risks. Of you course. Know? So I remember when I got that call, I literally was like, I don't think I can do this. Like, I'm so nervous. Mm-hmm. I'm not prepared. But I was like, I have to do this. So I did. And I remember every night <laughs> up until <laughs> that trip, You're I like didn't dying. sleep. The anxiety. I did sleep. My anxiety was at an all-time high. I literally felt like I was going to throw up every time that thought creeped into my mind. Like, you know I what? Think, it's like the buildup more than actually oh, doing the 100%. Act, right? Yeah. But then, you know, once I got there and the makeup artist that I was assisting for so long, she like trained me so well. Yeah. She made sure that I was prepared. Mm-hmm. And that's also another thing. I'm so grateful for the people I met, mm-hmm. like the makeup artists that I was able to assist and like, you know, learn from them. I'm so grateful for them because they really, really did prepare me to succeed. Yeah. But yeah, and the trip came out amazing. It was kind of like one of those pinch me moments. Yeah. Like, I'm in Paris. Like you can't believe it. uh, Yeah. And you were like doing makeup for. Yeah. It was literally one of those like pinch me moments. And I guess that was like my first experience. And I mean, after that, it kind of made me a little more confident in Mm -hmm. my skills. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure she loved it. She loved you. But also she's so sweet. Like literally, that's another thing that I'm so thankful for Mm -hmm. that I've never worked with anyone that's not you know, the sweetest person in the world. Well, probably because you wouldn't be able to. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I've been really grateful for that also. People don't realize this, but makeup artists are the ones that define the standards of beauty here Mm -hmm, in like mm -hmm. entertainment or it's a really big deal. Yeah. Because makeup transforms people. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. And I'm not trying to be like whatever, but seriously, when you did my makeup that one time, yeah. I was like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, wait, who is that person? Yeah. I couldn't even recognize my. It, yeah. I mean, not to say that, you know, these celebrities or whatever. Are, no, no. You know, yeah. it's and just. Everyone has their own style, right? Mm-hmm. Like every makeup artist has their own style. Every client has their own style, right? So, I mean, a huge part of the job is also kind of being able to feel them out. Mm-hmm. Like what, you know, you can't do, you know, a full beat, right? Yeah. Like. Some people like that. Some people don't. You know, some people look amazing in it. Some people don't. Natural makeup. Some people like that kind of makeup. Mm -hmm. Some people don't. So it's really, I feel like to succeed in this industry, you really have to be able to kind of read your client and also be able to, as a makeup artist, have the skill set to really change, you know, accordingly to what the situation is, what your client type is. What's the trend. Exactly. Speaking of trends, do most of these stars know what they want? Are you experimenting? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it really depends on the job you're doing also. Mm-hmm. Again, like for example, like red carpet makeup would be completely different from what I would do for, let's say, a photo shoot mm-hmm. or um, a music video, you know? And a lot of the times I do have creative freedom Mm -hmm. like it's it's like a a teamwork so you have you know usually it's always going to be a conversation with the hairstylist the stylist and then obviously like the creative direction of where the shoot is going and you really have to work together to kind of come 
up with like a cohesive look, right? Yeah. That's going to be for whatever the project is. So usually we do have creative freedom, but also sometimes it depends on... You know, like a lot of people, a lot of, and I I mean, I'm the same way, so I understand. Mm-hmm. Some people get comfortable with the certain look, look you know, they're, um, which I totally understand. And so sometimes it's also trying to get the client a little more comfortable with like trying something new, yeah. right? But yeah. obviously... I would never do something or try something new, let's say, on, like, a red carpet. Yeah. So red carpet is the hardest type of makeup only because there's no, like, Photoshop. There's no touching up. Like, once the pictures are out there, the pictures are out there. It's out. It's done. And the lighting. Yes. And also, you have... you have no idea what the lighting's gonna be. You have no idea the photographer, like, how, what angle they're gonna be at. So... It's really hard to tell because it's probably not even going to look like what it looks like in front of your face, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's really nerve-wracking to do red carpet. And I think red carpet makeup is the hardest to do because you have no idea what it's going to look like yeah. until the pictures come out, yeah. you know? And so I feel like with obviously photo shoots or even music videos, you kind of do have, they're going to like, you know, touch some stuff up. Yeah. And, you know, like you have kind of like a say, like, oh, can you, you know, like maybe like smooth the skin a little bit mm-hmm. or do this or that. And so with that, it's not as nerve-wracking. Red carpet, hands down, is probably the most stressful thing in the world. And I feel like what a lot of people don't know is there is so much going on. It's Mm -hmm. not like (laughs) you're in a quiet room and like, you know everyone they're yeah just of course I mean still. it's like really there fast. is so there is so much going on they're probably sometimes they'll be like doing their fitting while you're trying to get them yeah. ready you sometimes you have like 30 minutes to get mm-hmm. them ready or maybe even like 20 minutes sometimes you have to get them ready in the car mm-hmm. you know in a moving car or you know they're eating because they haven't eaten or you know they're doing like phone calls interviews or like you know um, meetings because you know there's so much going on so I feel like Red carpet is so stressful because obviously those pictures are out in the world for everyone to judge, yeah. especially when you're working with celebrities because they're so high profile. Yep, yep. So everyone is there to free to judge. But then sometimes, obviously, like I don't, you know, I just kind of like let it go. But I get so frustrated because I'm just like, you have no idea the <laughs> mm-hmm. situation that, you know, you're in when you're trying to get somebody ready. But, you know, honestly, with that kind of experience, it just makes you a better artist, yep. you know, or mm-hmm. hairstylist or stylist or I mean, whatever. You like learn to kind work of under very yeah. high pressure situations. Exactly. Yeah. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your 
your perfect home sweet home. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. I kind of wanted to talk to you about your... Being Korean, you as like an Asian mm-hmm. makeup artist, like, yeah. do you think that that affected the way people perceive you? Mm-hmm. And like, how did it affect it if it did? Okay, so for me, again, this was mm-hmm. way before social media, yep. before Instagram, before like YouTube or anything. So it was really, it was so much harder to be seen or like acknowledge other, you know, the people that are out there, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, I remember. I admired Myla Morales so much because she was the first, like, Asian. She's Filipino. Well, she's mm-hmm. mixed, but, you know, Filipino. Uh-huh. Um, she was the first makeup artist that I really, really kind of looked up to and was mm-hmm. inspired by because I was like, oh, my gosh, this, like, you know, Asian makeup artist is doing one of the biggest celebrities, pop stars yeah. in the world, Rihanna, you know? And so I remember I really, really was so inspired by her. And again, before social media, before YouTube and all that, I researched, I Googled the heck out of her. And then I somehow came upon that she was teaching a workshop, right? And again, this is before any of this stuff was like Uh normal, you know? It was very, very rare for someone of that caliber to teach some like a workshop yeah and I remember it was really expensive I was broke as heck when I first moved out here and I was like but this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity and so I paid it I you know took the class and it was like one of the most even till this day like something that really really motivated me even more to become like you know a makeup artist but I but now, like a de- like over a decade later, I do notice, like, you know, now with social media and stuff, you're like, oh, there are other, you know, yeah. Asian makeup artists mm-hmm. out there, Asian hairstylists out there, you know? But with me personally, even when I moved out here and I went to makeup school, I was, like, the only Asian girl yeah. in class, I mean, because you know? I feel like the standards of beauty, obviously, mm-hmm. working in that industry, mm-hmm. like, you have to kind of look a certain way, yeah. not to be, like, shallow, but that's just yeah. how it is. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I remember... I remember. It's like, how is this Asian girl going to know, like, how to do my makeup? Exactly. But, right? you know, ironically, on the flip side, well, not ironically, but, like, one of the reasons why I also wanted to become a makeup artist because I feel like a lot of people don't know how to work with Asian features. I think it's mm-hmm. gotten better now because, again, there's YouTube, there's tutorials, there's, like, Instagram now that, you know, now people are more aware mm-hmm. and they can learn, you know, yep. on their own. But back then, again, before any of this existed, I remember in middle school, I went 
it was my first middle school dance, yeah. right? Where you get dressed up. Uh-huh. You got you your go, makeup done. Mm-hmm, I went to like a counter, you know, a makeup counter in the mall to get my makeup done. And I, I remember I was so traumatized. <laughs> I looked at myself in the mirror and this makeup artist was like so proud of her work, right? And then you and looked at I yourself looked and you're like, what? And I was like, I cannot go to this dance like this I'm not going and I remember I was like bawling in the car and I was like I thought makeup is supposed to make you look better not worse and I literally Uh was so traumatized by that experience I eventually just like washed my face and redid it on my own but from that experience on I just remember I was like oh wow like I feel like people aren't familiar with Asian features because they're completely different, you know? And also there's a lot of makeup styles that we can't do because of certain features that you could do on, you know, like a Caucasian girl Mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever. And so I remember that experience. And even in school, being the only Asian girl, so how it works in makeup school is you learn new techniques and whatnot, and then you do it it on each other. other. Yeah, 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 yeah. And since I was the only Asian girl, I remember there were literally a separate chapter on how to do Asian eyes, which I was like, oh, that's great. So Uh they can learn, you know what I mean? But I remember, and again, this was like 12 years ago, Mm -hmm. so I'm sure it's improved now. But I remember even when I was reading that chapter or whatever on Asian eyes, I was like... Was this super racist? Not racist, but I was like, I would never do my makeup like (laughs) this, you know? Like, this is going to look horrible. And so I kind of showed them like, hey, so like, this is how I would do it. And Uh this is how I do my own makeup. And I just remember thinking like, wow, this is such... There's such a void Mm -hmm. in that area of makeup, you know, or beauty, you know? And so I also, I feel like that is an advantage, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now it is, for now sure. Now it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so being Asian, I think it does, you know, allow you to be like, I can do Asian features, you yeah. know, I'm Asian myself. Mm-hmm. And but like I like I said nowadays it's come so far, you know, I mean, like there so are far. there are a lot of people that can do like Asian like beautiful, you know, Asian makeup whether they're Asian or not. But I just remember back in the day like just being like super traumatized and yeah. I was like what the heck? I mean, we came up such a long time because so the, one of the most fascinating things that you told me that is a beauty trend right now is yeah. this cat eye yeah, yeah, yeah. Asian like, eye ex- makeup. Like extend like extended eye. So the trend right now, and it's so ironic because obviously like growing up You would have never thunk this. Uh, yeah, right? you want like, you know, big eyes. That's what's considered like beautiful, right? And so there's like this trend currently in makeup that like people want, you know, really elongated, extended eyes, you know, Which to make, make you... them look, you know, sexy and mm-hmm. like, you know, more exotic. I guess, you know? Is that, and that kind of makes your eyes like look like slanted and smaller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. Just like pulled out, yeah. you know? And it's so funny and I feel like, okay, maybe like as society we've come a long way where, you know, stereotypically that is what you would get made fun of, right? Yeah, as because being the, an like, Asian and if person. you had eyes like that, you would put mad eyeliner on yeah, to yeah, make yeah. your eyes like look yeah. round. So it's right? just like, I, th- I find it so interesting that historically that's what as Asian people you would get made fun of. But now there's like this trend of like wanting that kind of like stretched out, you know, elongated to, you know, Eyes. It's so crazy. Do you yeah. think that maybe goes hand in hand with K-pop culture, like pop culture, mm-hmm. really the rise of like mm-hmm. sort of this like I, Asian yeah, phenomenon? I, I honestly don't know where I mean why this trend has become so popular now, but it also is so interesting to me that just Korean culture in general has exploded, mm-hmm. you know, 
like internationally, especially in the States and stuff. And like it's it blows my mind that I see these fans where I remember. So, you know, I'm I'm much older and I honestly don't. I'm not familiar with any of like the current like K-pop, you know, music and like I mean I know like the really big ones, but I haven't listened to like K-pop music in like decades, yeah. you know? And so not since I guess yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like, you know, HOT, yeah. <laughs> you know, like like late 90s, yeah. okay? And I remember it, it was so funny. I, the first time I realized I've been working, you know, pretty much strictly in the music industry, and I remember the first time I realized like, whoa, what is going on or like how did this happen or when did this happen? It was for the Billboard Music Awards, mm-hmm. I think two years ago I believe Normani was performing on Uh there with um, Khalid and so I remember like you know we were backstage getting her ready to Mm -hmm. go perform and I kid you not I have never heard a crowd like screaming so scream that loud (laughs) in my life where it was like deafening like you couldn't even hear the person right next to you talking Uh to you and it happened all of a sudden I was like what is going on and then you look out and it was like BTS performing yeah and I didn't know who BTS was at the time Shameful. And I know, shameful. (laughs) But, and like, but I saw the crowd and how loud they were to the point where even like the celebrities and stuff were like, who Who is is this BTS? Like, who are these? Everyone's attention turned. Yeah, everyone's attention was like, who is BTS? Because it, that crowd was that loud, screaming Mm -hmm. on top of their lungs like they were going to lose their minds. Mm -hmm. And even Mm -hmm. me, I was like, who is this BTS? And they're singing in Korean. Yeah. Which is even more mind blowing. You were like, what? Because I'm like, oh my gosh, they're singing in Korean, but yet people, they love them. And it's so kind of like a proud moment too, because I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool how all these fans at the Billboard Awards, they're not even Korean. Yeah. <laughs> They're not Korean. Yeah. They were there were like, you know, white girls, like, you know, black girls, like um Hispanic girls and just like I and screaming they were, at this like Korean. But they K-pop knew group. word for word the lyrics in Korean. And I was like, wow, this is it's a mind very blowing to me. Proud Korean girl oh, moment. moment. Yeah, for sure. And then from then on I just started real it it just got like bigger and bigger. And it's like, I mean, I'm proud because especially, you know, where we grew up, it was a very, very small town, boonies. There wasn't a very big Asian population. And I'm sure it was very common for any of us to have experienced racism, you know, because it was a long time ago also, you know, it was like a different time. It was before, you know, again, social media and people were a little more ignorant, you Mm -hmm. know. And I mean, I I had... a great experience growing up but it it was just like the reality of things you know and so growing up I feel like it was common to experience racism you know Mm -hmm. and now just so kind of like it was like a proud moment where I was like yeah see like now they know that we're cool (laughs) like we're not these like you know dorky mathematicians that you know (laughs) like we can be cool too uh, yeah exactly we know how to dance and sing exactly yeah so it was just one of those yeah it was a really really cool moment ready okay give me a beach beach give me great food tacos give me adventure hiking give me a date night sunset cruise give me some smiles Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. 
If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years, and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. It's funny, though, that the standard of beauty in the Western world compared to the Eastern is still a little bit different, though. Oh, it's completely different. Because let's be real. Yes, these girls, these celebrities, these pop stars are now kind of like wanting to look Asian, but it's still like a very smoky, like dark tone makeup. And Mm -hmm. it's still that. But Mm -hmm. in in Korea Mm -hmm. or in definitely in all of Eastern culture, it's Mm -hmm. still... The trendiest thing is still the no makeup makeup look. Yeah, they like it super natural. You won't find someone like wearing eyeliner. Like yeah. eyeliner yeah. is like not, yeah. you don't wear eyeliner. <laughs> they like to look super dewy and glowy, which I mean here too, but mm-hmm. they like to look very, I mean just historically and culturally, you know, like natural and like not dark, you know? Yeah. Whereas in like ironically here, it's like I want to look tan because I feel like I look so much better tan, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so I feel like, yeah, I mean you can, even though we are all Korean, I feel like <laughs> you can spot a Korean American out in like a crowd of like, you know, Koreans. Like, yeah. you know. I mean, when I go to Korea, nobody thinks you're Korean. Yeah, nobody thinks I'm Korean. Nobody speaks Korean to me. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm Korean. Yeah, even. Yeah. It's so funny because um, even my emo harmony who came to visit from Korea, I hadn't seen her since I was like in uh, like in nursery school. Mm -hmm. She came to visit and she like saw me and she was like oh my gosh you do not look korean yeah. and i was like really and because to us i feel yeah. like we looked like if you see it if an asian american saw us yeah you'd definitely be korean yeah like, straight up yeah 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 mm-hmm. but i get it like i see you know koreans like you know in korea and i'm like oh yeah i look totally different from them i mean the korean standards of beauty is so different than how it is here i mean they like to look super pale mm-hmm. i feel like 
skincare obviously it's like a it's now oh that's like, another yeah. huge thing too mm-hmm. which i'm so proud of i mean anywhere you go even at sephora they have like their own k-beauty section you yeah. know what i mean like i mean it's weird because section. like skincare though yeah. and like the beauty makeup, makeup yeah it's, it's different. still like so totally different like it's i different. i buy obviously i use all like korean skincare yeah, products but yeah. when it comes to like makeup products i yeah. don't use korean yeah. stuff yeah 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 it's because, like too light or something yeah or it's, like, too pale yeah because um it's it's just different the style is different um and it i mean you know it also just comes down to you kind of become your environment right mm-hmm. like we obviously live in the states we live in the u.s we live in america mm-hmm. so it's a different environment and it becomes more normalized whereas in korea too like you know you become your environment like i'm sure like if we were in korea for long enough we would slowly, slowly start to you know adjust to them yeah to their standard of beauty is i mean that's like with anything you so know? it's a, you, you think just, it's like very environmental oh 100 yeah because for us right when we we see Koreans from Korea here. They, you're like, oh yeah, oh, they're yeah, definitely that, from yeah. Korea. You know, they stick out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. But if we were in Korea, we would probably stick out like a sore yep. thumb. They'd probably be like, oh yeah, they're not from here. They're from like, you know, the States or something. So I really do think it has a lot to do with like your environment, you know? Same, I mean, even just like aside from, you know, just culturally, even just, you know, in California, there's literally so many different types of makeup obviously like if you are in an area where they like to wear more heavier makeup Mm -hmm. with like you know a heavier eye you know Mm -hmm. whatever i feel like you kind of tend to mold into that also you Mm -hmm. know because that's what's normalized you know in your environment Uh but if you're like in an area where like you know they don't wear that much makeup it's more you know natural i feel like you kind of mold into that too you know yeah but that's the thing about makeup that's so fun it's not permanent you can wash it off yeah so it's fun to experiment you can do like you know different types of makeup for different things and it's fun it's not permanent yeah just you can you can wash it off if you don't like it you know (laughs) you can try looking asian and then if you don't (laughs) like it just wash <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's really, really interesting to me how big Korean culture has exploded. Yeah. Um, here overseas mm-hmm. yeah what do you think the trend will be like in, in terms of makeup artistry mm-hmm. the beauty trend mm-hmm. do you see more like asian influences in mm-hmm. in this industry um, i mean yes i Again, it depends just because there's always going to be different types of people that like different types of styles, right? Mm -hmm. So there's never going to be just one type of trend. But I think, I just think it's going to now kind of become a little more natural. Mm -hmm. I I do think that. You do think that? Yeah, I do think that. Okay, so it will gravitate towards like kind of like that Eastern like um, natural I I think so. Like, you know, less, like just more like glowy, you Mm -hmm. know, skin, just like less you know harshness to the face and i just think also like yeah it's going to gravitate more towards you know skincare like taking care of your skin so your skin looks good enough where you don't have to wear a lot of makeup and nowadays with like you know all these like tools and devices and like you know science with you know the skincare i feel like it's kind of go that way i mean i own every possible thing you can imagine (laughs) and it's i mean like tools like you know skincare and so i think I mean, it is true. It's just like, you know, your makeup is only going to look as good as how your skin looks. Yeah, your natural beauty. Yeah, so I think it is kind of going to go that way. And I feel like just in general, like Korean, you know, beauty in particular, I feel like they're so ahead 
of us. Because I remember like, you know, thinking like, oh, you know, like all those like snail masks yep. and like yep. even like the, that magnetic mask that was like huge mm-hmm. like a year ago. I remember years ago, my mom got that for me like from years like a ago. Korean skincare yeah. line, like the magnetic, you know, face mask that you like take off like a magnet uh-huh. or you know like certain ingredients that they now use in american skincare my mom would be using that kind of stuff on me years, years. ago and so i think they're I, just ahead of the I game i feel like and- they are usually mostly always ahead of the game mm-hmm. when it comes to that kind of stuff yeah yeah Okay, well, we're going to do this fun thing mm-hmm. where, well, you know, because I, I literally was at your place making all yeah. this food. Yeah, you were. Honestly, I did have you taste it because I was like, you know what? I'm going to have you taste this tomorrow. No, and Come I already, on, you yeah, know. and I already have, you know, eaten a lot of your cooking. I mean, you, yeah. yeah. Every time yeah. I go to New York, I always hit up, you know, my Yeah, this is more special though because I made something specifically for you. Yeah. Okay, so Grace, Sundubu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is this your favorite dish? Honestly, I love tupu. So mm-hmm. like, I ever since I was young, I could literally just eat rice with tupu if I wanted so to. So tupu is tofu. Yeah, tofu. Mm-hmm. I just love tofu. Um, and obviously sundubu, you know, um, I love spice. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, I feel like you can never go wrong with sundubu. I feel like wherever you go, it's hard to really mess up Okay, well, that's, I think that's a kind of, that's kind of, you can really mess it up. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> but it may I be mean, because you just love tsundubu. Yeah, uh-huh. I just love yeah. tupu. Like, yeah. honestly, I just love tupu. So it could just be, like, plain and you'll still, yeah. like. Yeah. Okay, so take a bite and. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't actually eat, I didn't try this yesterday. Yeah, I didn't let you because I it was like, I want you to eat it on the and show. I'm and I'm not just saying this, this is really good. <laughs> this yeah, is I'm not just saying this. so good. Wow. I mean. What's your favorite type of sundubu? Um, if you had to pick. Probably, yeah, like hemur. Hemur? Yeah, probably. It would be seafood? Uh-huh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. whenever, whenever I go to um, tofu houses, mm-hmm. do, usually. Like BCD or something? Yeah, uh-huh. like usually they call sundubu specialized sundubu restaurant they call it like like tofu house or something right mm-hmm. you can pick out pick your protein you can pick your spiciness level yeah, yeah. um so how do you normally get yours when you <laughs> so, go okay when i first moved here and i went to bcd to- mm-hmm. uh, tofu house here and i'm really good with spice like i yeah. love spice and i can handle it and so i remember i think there's like four levels at bcd from what i yeah. remember yeah and i was like there was like you know mild medium spicy and then like extra, extra spicy, spicy right and i was like i can do spicy because mm-hmm. medium usually most of the time is never like yeah, spicy it's never enough for me. especially a korean yeah um okay at bcd here <laughs> in la <laughs> uh-huh. wow I, what did you get spicy or got, extra spicy? no i got spicy really yeah and, and it was too spicy for you Maybe it was. I just don't remember. I just remember when I first went there, I was like, I can do spicy. So maybe I got extra spicy. I just don't remember. It was definitely spicy or extra spicy. And I ca- I'm not even exaggerating. My face was <laughs> vibrating. <laughs> That's how hot it was. My whole face was like vibrating. And I was like, oh my gosh. I, yeah, I definitely. Um, but you know what? 
for some reason, I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> even though, like, I'm it's, dying. It's addictive, like, yeah. that spice. Yeah. Even though I'm dying, I really, like, I just, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of the times when I eat something and I'm dying and people are like, why do you keep eating it? I'm like, I don't know, because it's really good. I have this very specific memory of you mm-hmm. with sundubu. I don't really? You probably don't remember uh-huh. this because it's just, like, my memory of you. Mm-hmm. I just, so it was, we were in Philadelphia. We uh-huh. had a long night of partying and drinking, uh-huh. soju. And we had many of those kind of nights, oh. especially with Esther. <laughs> I, oh, have, yeah. I have many, many stories <laughs> of Esther. You can... I'm not going to say, yourself. but... <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But this memory is with, it's, it was like the day after drinking. Mm-hmm. And we went to go eat. Uh, Sundubu at uh-huh. this at the Philadelphia Sundubu. There's like a, one restaurant that does it. Yeah, and you ordered your Sundubu, and literally you inhaled that shit in like oh. fucking like five minutes. Oh yeah, like you were like a crazy person. Yeah, I'm a fast eater. I mean, you're always been a fast eater, but yeah. like I've never seen anything like yeah. that. And then you burned your entire mouth, yep. and you didn't care. You're yeah, just like whatever. That's like the usual for me. I always mm-hmm. burn my mouth because I I can't wait. I just eat it. And then my the roof of my mouth is always burned. <laughs> so now when I think of like Sundubu, it's like, like I, mean, I think of that moment yeah, with you. I I know I know exactly what you're talking about because I just I'm a fast eater. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I'm just a fast eater. Well, you eat very mashike, which yeah. means like you eat it like so like yum, like you watch I watch you eat and mm-hmm. in Korean there's this thing called mm-hmm. Um and you definitely have that like it's mm-hmm. someone you watch someone eat it and it's just like I need to eat Damn, that too she makes it look good yeah yeah it's like that you you have that yep yep so Grace thank you so much for joining me today thanks for having me this was fun I'm so excited to be on the other side of the podcast where can people find you Mm-hmm. Um, maybe if they want their own makeup done. Mm-hmm. Um, well, mm-hmm. my Instagram, <laughs> that's so weird to say, is grace underscore pay, P-A-E, G-R-A-C-E underscore P-A-E. Um, and then my website is www.gracepaymakeup.com. <laughs> Super straightforward. That's, you can follow my journey on there. Thanks, Grace. Thanks. And that's our show. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Get Down with K-Town is a production of iHeartRadio and was created by our executive producer, Christopher Hasiotis, and me, Esther Choi. Follow me on all social media at Choi Bites. And I'd also like to thank our producer, editor, and mixer, Marcy Depina. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
every time or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.